So essentially, you're also training your audience. So when you're building that consistency, you build a desire for people to want it. Consistency goes hand in hand with discipline. You can't have cons- consistency if you don't have discipline. Welcome to Make Good Fashion, the podcast that's all about starting, launching, and growing impactful fashion brands. I'm your host, Jasmine Rennie. On today's episode, my friend and marketing professional, Nancy Navis, drops in to give us the latest tips and trends in the digital marketing world. Nancy has worked for product-based businesses to nonprofits, from brands like Monster Energy and beyond. So Nancy has a full scope of what it takes to succeed in marketing. You're going to want to say to the very end of this episode because Nancy is dropping some gems all the way through and she's going to give you practical tools that you can implement in your business today. Now, if you're on the go and you don't have time to take notes, not to worry. I've created a list of all the tools Nancy mentions in this episode in a PDF that you can download at any time. And you can find that at makegoodfashion.com forward slash digital tools. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Nancy. Hi, Nancy. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you here. Absolutely. I'm so excited too. This is going to be really awesome, I feel. I know. It's so fun having friends on the podcast because it's it's just, you know, we get to kiki, we get to chat and yeah. about all the things. So before we get started, the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because marketing is so essential to any business, including the fashion business. And I feel like I tell people often, like if you were going to start a business, like forget business school, forget studying fashion, forget all these things. You need to learn how to become a marketer because that's Absolutely. what you're going to be doing. And yes. so anyways, I wanted to just hear a little bit more about the marketing realm, the social media realm, and how we can be utilizing this in our businesses. And I hate all of those things. So I'm like, why not bring someone in? We we fit well together because I like those things. (laughs) See, you gotta, you know, you gotta find people that love your weaknesses, the things that you hate, you gotta find those things. And so, yes, I just wanted to have you in because I'm like, Nancy knows all about this stuff and she's going to help us level up. So, but before we get to all the good stuff, I want to hear a little bit about your background and how you found yourself in the marketing realm. So tell us a little bit about you. Yes. First of all, thank you for having me on here. I'm so excited to be here. And just to take us back, I promise I won't bore you with all the details. As a child, I was always interested in the creative realm. So whether that was painting, coloring, all of those things, I was it just captivated me. And then going into high school, I even took classes like ceramics and screen printing, still falling into the creative area. It wasn't until after high school when I was going into college. I don't know, maybe some of us were in this position where we didn't know what to do. Like, what do I do now? You know, I'm done with high school. What direction do I go in? So you're not alone if you feel this way. I went into high school. I got my master's or my bachelor's degree in business administration from the University of Redlands. I ended up also emphasizing in visual and media studies, which essentially visual media studies, you're studying media and all its forms through history. You take classes like photography, introduction to film. You take classes like acting. There's just so many different areas that you can really grow in the creative aspect. So that's why I decided to emphasize in that. And even then, after college, I was like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with my life. And so I ended up just starting to work retail, worked at Nike, 24-hour fitness, starting interning for an indoor professional soccer team. Because at the time, I started to think that I was going to go into sports broadcasting. I thought I was going to be on ESPN, interviewing players. That's what I thought was going to happen. I can totally see that for you, by the way. I thought, I genuinely thought that's the route that I was going to go in, which is why I ended up getting my master's in sport management, thinking that's the route that I was going to go in. Well, let me backtrack a little bit. When I was in Nike, I met a friend who, she was interning for Monster Energy. And she told me about an internship with them. And at the time, like I said, I was like really focused on becoming a sports broadcaster. So I didn't really pay any mind. Fast forward a year later, I'm in the same position and I'm, I'm telling her, okay, let me give this internship a shot. So I interned for Monster Energy. I ended up landing in their operations and marketing department 
absolutely loved it. Had a blast. Did some traveling, you know, with Supercross, UFC, all the non-traditional sports. I was involved in the marketing aspect, the hospitality aspect. So I got to learn a lot there. And then after that, now I fast forward to today, I'm at a nonprofit where I'm still working in marketing, but this time specifically focused in digital marketing. So just you, you get a little scope of sometimes you never know exactly where you're going to end up, but you come you come across, you know, paths with people that will take you to the place, you know, so never bring your bridges <laughs> wherever you go. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I'm I'm here in, in the marketing, the marketing world. I love it. You've had like a full scro- scope from like product based business to yes. nonprofit and now more in the digital marketing space. So how many years has it been since you've been in this industry? Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me take me back. 2014, probably since 2016, 2017. Okay. And back. Yeah. So almost what? Almost 10 years. So like seven, seven years or so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's been a long time. So during that time, I'm sure that you've seen so much change in the industry. Like I feel like marketing trends are changing especially in the digital marketing realm are changing all the time and it's like it just feels so challenging to keep up with everything going on everything happening and so i'm just curious in today's world like what is working like where should businesses be putting their focus to build brand awareness to build community for their businesses Yeah, no, that's a great question. And like you mentioned, social media marketing is always changing. You go from traditional marketing, which essentially is your ads, your billboards, you know, the ads that are on magazines, newspapers, that's more so the back in the day, but that still complements the new digital marketing today. So if you want to be effective as a company, depending on obviously your budget, because traditional marketing is a lot more expensive than digital marketing. Right. I mean, you can pour a lot of money into digital, but when you're talking about billboards, commercials, you know, that does add up. So now as far as trends go in the digital marketing space, I, a, a big trend that I'm seeing today is I don't know if you've heard of this term before, but it's edutainment. So it's essentially... No, what the heck is that? Edutainment. So essentially, I don't know I'm if it's scared. in the dictionary, but it's, you know you know what it is. When Once I'll explain it, you'll know what it is. So okay, edutainment me. is education and entertainment at the same mm, time. So okay. you see a lot of those videos of how to, like, you know, get ready with me. Let me show you how to contour my nose or let me show you how to style this jacket. So it's a lot of just the organic aspect of marketing where it's Mm -hmm. like I'm showing you how to do something and it's also at the same time entertaining for you so it's educational it's informative but at the same time you're having fun watching it so that's a big trend that's happening right now obviously with the platforms like TikTok Instagram you see it but the main one is on TikTok where you see that a lot so yeah I'm seeing that so much like so many tutorials how to's all these things that are like blowing up which I think is like great because you know when we're selling products I think when it comes to marketing it's not just all about sales 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 right right? it's we have to also add value to our customer or following and so I feel like that's a great way but I'm also thinking like how does that translate for like fashion brands like how Mm -hmm. can fashion brands get into this entertainment is that what it's called yeah, entertainment yeah i don't <laughs> what know if it's a weird di- word i don't know if it's in the dictionary but that's what it's called how strange yeah okay so, yeah so as far as the fashion industry goes i mean you can use it like i was saying how to style certain pieces yeah. of your clothing it could also be sometimes looking behind the scenes so some bts of how a certain cloth is created a certain material it's like where it comes from it's it's informative but i feel like a lot of People like to t- like to know that stuff, you know, kind of like the unknown of what you don't see is like, no, now I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to inform you about this. So that's kind of like a form that you can do it. There's other trends like AI, artificial intelligence. Ooh, you know, I love me some AI. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The things that it does, it's mind blowing. Girl, I'm scared. I'm it like... is mind blowing. So you can definitely use it to your advantage. But what AI doesn't have is your feelings and your emotions. So that's the human touch that you still have. You know, you have that level up with AI, you know, so you can take what they give you, but you can tweak it and make it your own. 
Totally. So that's a trend that I would definitely look into. What are AI, whether it's chat, GBT, what are AI platforms that as a fashion company, as an entrepreneur that I can use to my advantage? Yeah, I've been loving AI. I find that it's, we actually just did, or I just filmed a recording about how to use ChatGBT in your fashion business. And I find that just like little things like creating product descriptions or creating captions and hashtag ideas for your Instagram Mm -hmm. and posting like that, just all kind of things, blog content, you give it a little topic, like create a blog content for my swimwear, you know, lifestyle blog for my swimwear brand, give me some ideas of what to blog about. And then you can tell it to blog about that thing, which like you were saying, it doesn't have a human touch. But I have found that using like, you can switch the tone. So you can ask it to write something in a certain tone. Yes. And then it'll spit it out in like a thoughtful tone or a humorous tone so you can kind of align it with your brand identity which I love so much so I've just been like I literally feel like I've hired someone a new person (laughs) in my business using AI so it's so beneficial for like creating Mm -hmm. the content but I'm Mm -hmm. curious what other ways can we like get that content content out there and build our audience Especially people just starting out, right? Like people who are just starting out building their businesses. I think one thing that goes, you know, gets forgotten about a lot is that you need to build your audience before you even start your brand and start building that anticipation, right? Mm -hmm. And so I find that, you know, people will start businesses, they'll put the product out there and it's like crickets like Mm -hmm. no one's there to buy it because they haven't done any marketing so besides like the tiktok and the entertainment honestly anytime i say that i'm like this is so weird you're like is this even (laughs) is this even a word (laughs) it's such a weird word it is it is what else should brands be doing like Yeah. So just to add a little bit of context, so we all understand like how essential social media is to our world today. So if we're looking as far as the statistics go, as of 2023, 5.19 billion people of the global population are internet users, just the internet alone. And so that accounts for about 65.9 billion. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even I can't even concept like how many people that is. It's insane. I think there's like what 8 billion people in the world. But so 65% basically are internet users people. Wow. Wow. And out of that 65%, you're looking at 60% of those internet users are social media users. Okay. So really put that into perspective. Social media is so big and it's not going to stop. It's not the end of social media anytime soon. In 2027, I believe it's forecasted to grow about 75% of social media users, which is about three and four people will have a social media account. So essentially, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but social media is the new business card. You know, when you're talking about like fashion or you're talking about a restaurant you want to go to, what are the things that you do? Maybe Yelp, you maybe look at the website or you say, hey, girl, can you send me that their IG? Like, Oh, yeah, I'm looking at pictures. I want to see what that food looks like. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm looking at stories. What's the experience like? Yeah. You know, how do people look in this outfit? Exactly. Like I said, it's the new business card. So I think just as we continue this conversation, just having that in the back of your mind, like how big and how essential, you know, it is to really have a presence in social media. Obviously, besides TikTok, and it depends on what you have, but YouTube shorts is a big thing. I wouldn't sleep on that if you are on YouTube. It it takes, and and to not be afraid of recycling your content. Yes. So I literally, so I work for, I'm one of the producers for a podcast. And so I, I recycle a lot of the content. So I have a content creator. He creates these clips for me. And so say he gives me three. Mm -hmm. I'm not just using those three one time. I'm using it on shorts, the same one Mm. on TikTok, on Instagram, on stories, you know, so and then you have to really have a strategy, which we'll probably go into later. But yeah, so I think that's a big thing to keep in mind is just understanding the digital marketing space. And yeah. like you said, it's before you go out there, it's truly for what I'm seeing is is when a brand is confident in their identity mm. and is not so much 
oh, they're going viral for this. So I'm going to do this. Yeah, that's that plays a part. Mm. But I think it's understanding and being confident in who you are as a brand. That's a word. <laughs> so important. It's so important because people can smell fake. Like even through the internet wow. sometimes, you know, so I think it's really important when you see somebody who's so like your brand, you know, you see somebody who's authentic and who who stands firm in, in their brand. It's like, wow, people want to follow that. People want to know more about that. People want to be that. So I think that's one of the keys before you're starting to really understand and hone in what your brand is, what your product is, what is your service? Offer. Yeah. You so know I think what? That's really important. Yeah, I feel like. I was just like so inspired as you were saying that because I'm like, that reminds me of people like your brand personality is like you as a person, right? So when you're being your authentic self, people are drawn to that, right? And so with brands, it's the same thing. It's a personality, right? Your brand has Mm -hmm. an identity of its own. And I think it can be so tempting to like, okay, see what everyone else is doing. And I think to a certain extent, it is important to know Mm -hmm. like what your competitors have going on. Yes. But at the same time, staying true to who you are as a brand um, is so important. So I'm so glad you said that. Um, And then one other thing you were saying about the repurposing content, too. I feel like that saves you so much time, right? Like you're just. Yeah. And you could probably do that. Like what you were saying, you know, doing the styling videos, doing that for like reels. Right. And Mm -hmm. then putting on TikTok and then putting on YouTube shorts as well. And like having presence everywhere. Yeah, uh, which I think is so nice because you're getting to touch several different audiences yeah. and repurpose that content. Exactly. I feel like YouTube, like you said, is slept on, slept on too, especially for fashion businesses. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you brought that point up because I'm like, yeah, people need to get on YouTube. I feel like it's almost, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You probably have more insight on this, but I feel like it's almost becoming easier to get discovered on YouTube than it yeah. is like Instagram because the algorithm is so funky. Oh, yeah, it's so Instagram is is so funky. I mean, with your shorts, if you if you do it correctly, when you're posting on Instagram, I mean, sorry, on YouTube shorts, you're wanting those videos to be about between 15 to 20 seconds. So that is that is the challenge when you are posting. Of course, you can do 60 seconds max on YouTube shorts. However, I think the most captivating ones, the ones that really go viral, aside from the celebrity ones that may be longer, but yeah. that's a different story. Are you're looking at the ones that are between 15 to 20 seconds? So yeah, okay. the shorts are that that could get you on the podcast. We had a short go hit 22k, which I know wow. doesn't sound like a lot, but on YouTube shorts, it, it, it is huge. Yeah, it's very very yeah. huge. So another thing I did want to add, as far as like tips for brands to gain visibility is living by a content calendar. Mm. I don't think anything happens by mistake. You have to be intentional with what you do. Of course, social media can be a little tricky. So I do want to add this caveat that sometimes something will go viral and you really didn't put much work into it. That does Mm. happen in the social media world. However, I think it's always important to go with the ladder and have a content calendar that you live by. Also, studying your analytics. I think that's very important. Know who your audience is. You know, if, if you are a brand that's streetwear, what do these people do for a living? How, like, how do they live their lives? What do they like to eat? This is all stuff and data that you can gather from, from Google. Like, you can research this type of information. Mm-hmm. Another thing I did want to add. Can I ask you though, how, okay, yeah. how would you research that information? How, what? So, so as far as like, say I'm looking at, I'm a brand that does streetwear. I would mm-hmm. probably look at either to start off, look at other brands that do streetwear also, mm-hmm. and then start looking at their followers. Like it's something so simple of like, oh, okay. These are the type of people that follow you. Okay. Yeah. Looking into yeah. if some people may be private, some may be public. Looking into, you know, maybe if you find a couple of people on there, maybe looking and I know this is probably going to sound weird, but looking them up on LinkedIn or looking them up on on Mm. Google and seeing like, okay, this is the type of audience or you can probably I think it's I'll have to give you the the stats link that I use. I don't know if it's like stats something, but Mm. you can look up statistics as far as like, okay, so what percentage of people that are in the street where maybe fashion industry, like maybe what what is their salary income or something like that. So these are just insights that just help you create when you're building out campaigns or you're building out strategies. You're like, Mm -hmm. okay, you're not going to be able to capture everybody, obviously. Right. But just capturing your audience as a whole, like who your target audience is, I think is important. 
And yeah, I think so. this is something you should do before you even start your social media strategy. Oh, like yeah. before you even build your business, you should know like mm -hmm. who you're serving, right? Like yeah. who your customer is. And then yes. you can take that and then implement that into like the content you produce because you're producing yes. for the specific person. And like you said, not everyone like, yes, you're going to get customers from all work walks mm -hmm. of life, but you want right. to make sure that you are serving your target audience really yeah. well. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, if you take two things before you're starting any social media account, know who you are as a brand yeah. and know your target audience. Those are the foundational, I feel like, points before starting any social media platform. Um, and this reminds me, going back to why it's social media is so crucial, mm -hmm. obviously with COVID hitting, we really saw a shift in the consumer behavior, especially for the fashion industry. Yeah, It was no longer, let me go into the store and try the clothes on. Obviously, we're going back into that now slowly. But I feel like e-commerce is a huge part. I mean, whatever industry you're in, e-commerce is a key to your business. So just remembering that aspect as well. We never know what's going to hit oh, yeah. with life. <laughs> and it's like, we just have to learn as a company as a brand to pivot and to be quick to jump yeah. on, you know, okay, well, we're not going to be in person. Now let me do, actually, I don't know if you've heard of, of metaverse brand activations. Have you heard of that? No. Is that? So the VR, is that? VR reality. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's crazy because I was looking into that and uh, metaverse, they actually did a fashion week. So basically, oh, yeah, I had, have heard of had, this. Yeah, you had like Dolce & Gabbana, you had like Balenciaga, you had these companies yeah. where you go into this virtual experience. So that's going to be an interesting one. I haven't yeah. dabbed, you know, too much into that. Me but either. That'll be very interesting to see. Uh, as far yeah, I'm as overwhelmed by it. <laughs> I'm so Me overwhelmed. Too. I'm not I'm not a gamer. I don't really do that type of stuff. So it's going to be very interesting. But just looking at it, I was I was. I was like, wow, this is going either to go very well or it's going to crash. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, know. And, and, you know, anything is possible in the future. We're always like, I feel oh, yeah. like hesitant to like even touch anything yeah. new at first. And then it's like, yeah. oh, this is our reality now. But, you know, it's yeah. very encouraging that you as you speak about social media and like this being, you know, most of the world is going to be in so on social media. And yeah. this is what people are using now like mm -hmm. like you said things like the pandemic happened and everybody shifts online and so yeah. it's encouraging in the sense that like social media is free to use right anybody yeah. can cr come up with a social media account and you can basically have your own broadcast right you can right. push out do your own free marketing and all of this stuff which is right. super encouraging but i feel like in the same sense it can be super discouraging because it feels like there are so many players out here, right? So many yeah. brands popping up every day, so many, you know, people vying for attention. Right. So right. I'm wondering, like, how do you stand out? Like, how do you keep yourself encouraged when it feels like, okay, no one's seeing my content. I'm having a hard time building an audience. It's mm -hmm. happening so slowly for me. Like, how do you you know, keep how do going. you overcome that? How do you keep going? How do you make an impact? Yeah, that's a great question. One of the things which I've already mentioned would be your why. Knowing your why is very mm -hmm. important when yeah. you are building a social media platform or business or brand, whatever avenue you're going, but really understanding why is it that you're doing this? I, I hope the answer to your question is not just money because that's not going to go very far. Yeah. So that can motivate you for a while, but it won't motivate you forever. So for me personally, based off what I've seen and how everything has been going, authenticity and consistency are like brother and sister or mm. whatever you want to call a duo that's going to be essential to yes. creating your brand and your identity. So those two things, consistency, authenticity, make sure you keep that in your pockets because that's something that you want to keep going with. So when you are going to face hard days, you are going to work on some videos that are not going to hit the numbers that you're looking for. But when you remember your why, you're like, this is why I'm doing it. This is the people that I'm doing it for, whether it's family that you're doing it for, whether it's a cause that you're doing it for. Yeah. Just constantly having that as a reminder, whether you print that out and you put it in your room or you put it in your office, or it's just a constant reminder that this is why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. Then I think that's going to give you the strength to keep moving forward, 
in building your company and your brand. When you're looking at companies like Nike, you're looking at what they have 305 million followers, I think, on Instagram. That didn't just happen overnight. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of misunderstanding that sometimes you can just go viral and then everything's going (laughs) to be great, which, yes, maybe some people have that experience. But for the majority of us, that may not be it. And also, is it sustainable? You know, is a viral moment sustainable? So, yeah, absolutely. That is so true. When I was looking at some fashion accounts on Instagram, I was looking at like J. Crew, you're looking at Anthropology. You notice that these accounts have a true authenticity about themselves. Mm. And that's what a lot of comments were saying. Oh, I love how Anthropology just sticks to their colors, or I love how J. Crew does this. Because they they have built this this basically a whole like following that really believes in the brand. So if if you're not believing in your own brand, if you're not loving what you're building, how are other people going to do that? They're not. That's so good. That's They're gonna so fall good. off really easily. Mm-hmm. So those are two things. I know it's it's like oh, okay, we kind of already talked about this, but I just really want to drill that in. Yes. You know, it's that constant consistency Drive it and in. the authenticity of what you're building is very important. Yeah. yeah, I need you, though, to drive in consistency because I think this is one okay. of a game changer, right? Yes. Like, I think this is what sets people apart. And it's hard because I think sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when you're starting something new, yeah. again, a lot of people have that mentality of like instant success, instant virality, all of that mm-hmm. stuff, right? And so yeah. if that doesn't happen right away, I feel like people can fall off. They can get oh, yeah. uninspired because it just feels like I'm failing, yeah. But speak to me about consistency. How? Uh, why is that a game changer? And why do people need to really focus and hone in on consistency? Yeah. So when you have routines in life, it might be hard to maintain them, but it makes life a lot more easier when you have them. So speaking <laughs> as far as digital space, speaking of consistency in the fashion industry, a lot of people fall off because they don't have consistency. Mm -hmm. So when you're building in the digital aspect, I'll speak on that. When you're building a content calendar, I will get into the tools that we can use. But basically, I have a routine of this is what I'm going to post, when I'm going to post it, these are the times I'm going to post. So essentially, I'm building, I'm training my audience. At 4pm on Wednesdays, you're going to see a short from this podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, at 12 p.m. on Mondays, you're going to see an Instagram reel from from this podcast. So essentially, you're also training your audience to understand, oh, I know they're about to drop this video. Mm. I'm looking forward to this. So when you're building that consistency, you build a desire for people to want it. So I think that's very important. And, yeah. and like I said, it, it's it's tough. It, consistency goes hand in hand with discipline. You can't have consi- consistency if you don't have discipline. So I think that's one of the toughest things to human beings in general (laughs) who are you telling (laughs) in in general (laughs) discipline and eating discipline it's it's tough that's why a lot of people don't do it yeah it's 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 that instant gratification that we want oh i just want to post this real whatever time i want whenever and i want it to go viral i'm sorry that that may not happen or it may (laughs) but like you said is it going to be sustainable So when you are building, you're really building a strong foundation with consistency and discipline. So I think it's just keep going, keep going when you are building your content calendar. I didn't, we, for the podcast that I work with, I think we didn't hit a million views till after, I want to say maybe like four or five months of me, the same routine. Every Monday I'm doing this, every Tuesday I'm doing this, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But I was like, I'm not giving up. We're going to post this. We're going to keep doing this. And of course, the other thing that you do have to think about is the content. So Mm. that you are creating, is it captivating? Does it move people's souls? Does it, is it, is it educational? Is it informative? Is it just entertainment? What is it? You know, is it controversial enough? Is that something that your brand wants to be a part of? So I think just remembering, and ever since then, we've hit multiple millions of views on the podcast for our reels and it's just it's been an incredible incredible journey but I we wouldn't be where we are with obviously the team and and also the consistency that comes behind that work yeah and I love that because it's so real right like five months (laughs) oh yeah to some people that's a long time to some people not but I feel like 
yeah, it's that's the reality of it. You have to stay consistent. You have yeah. to keep going. And I think, again, what you were saying is the content captivating. And again, with fashion businesses in, uh, in particular, I feel like we can get into that routine of like just posting product and it's like buy yeah. now buy now right and it's like <laughs> yeah. how is that adding value to your customer though right like yeah how what are some other ways that we can create content like you said we can do education how to's we can do these other things that's yeah. gonna actually add value and it's not always like we're asking people to to just buy to right buy something exactly yeah. so you can do when i'm talking about routines i don't want people to get stuck in the sense of routines are permanent because routines can be seasonal also. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is say you're dropping a line, you're going to create this routine of maybe it's called dress up Sundays. And okay. so every Sunday you're going to post like, Hey, this is how I'm, this is how I look on Sundays. This is my fit Sundays. And so then people know, Oh, okay. Dress up Sundays. Like I want to tag, you know, whatever company I want to tag J crew, J crew. This is my dress up Sunday. Look, you know, mm. uh, what are the D D U S like whatever people come up with, you What's know, D-U-S? dress up Sunday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I literally just made that up. So, but you would have to educate your audience into they, they're not, so they know what it is. Yeah. yeah. So they know. So you'll probably have a few posts about it. Hey, you know, doing a dress up Sunday reel and then saying like, Hey, we want to see you in your dress up Sunday mm -hmm. or your dress up or your Sunday look, whatever it is. And so that that just makes it fun. And you're also inviting your audience into your brand. So mm. your brand, it, it's not this like, depending again, what you're going for, what mm -hmm. your identity is, but you're not this brand on a hilltop that nobody can be a part of. You're basically a part of the family. Like we're inviting you into this. We want to see how you look in our latest, you know, suede jacket or whatever it is. So it's just like creating that, just remembering, okay, this this might just be a seasonal thing. We're, we'll probably do a different routine in another season, depending yeah. on what is dropping. So that's that's what I mean about like creating routines. You want to have your, obviously your essential, your bottom line. This is what we're constantly going to do. But at the same time, you want to add some variation because like you said, it, it can get it can feel mundane. If you're feeling that it's mundane, then your audience is probably feeling the same thing. So, yeah. <laughs> so That's a good rule of thumb. Just remembering that. And I know that when it comes to making content and you're starting up, maybe you're a new startup company, you may not have the latest DL like DSLR camera or, you know, all of these fancy equipment, but that's okay. I feel like majority of us have an iPhone. So I think it's very important. One of the video settings that I use for my iPhone when creating, whether it's personal content, podcast content, is settings are in 4K60. It okay. just looks a lot more crisp. It does take up a lot more storage. So if you do want to offload this into like a terabyte or something like that, where you store it somewhere else. So like, what is that called? The uh, external hydrate? External, yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. So if you want to offload those once you're done using them, or if you're done, done, you can delete them. Yeah. But yeah, so like just using what you have in your hands, what is it that you have that you mm. can really be resourceful and just make the best out of what you have? Just starting off that way, you know? And I think little by little as you're building these avenues will open, these opportunities will open. Just, but I think it's just really making the best of, of what you have, capturing BTS, you know, behind the scenes shoots, capturing, hey, this is a day in the life of fill in the blank for yourself, you know, of yeah. a content creator, of a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. We we as the audience, I feel like I, I like to put myself in the audience shoes and yeah. I love to see that kind of stuff in the day in the mm -hmm. life. Oh, what do you do? Okay, this is what you do. And then a thing to really remember when you're creating videos, you want to create the span, the attention span of the human being is so short. You want to create videos that are like constantly going, going. You don't want to see a horizontal video for three minutes, unless obviously you're watching a show or something. But as far as socials go, you want to create that content that is going to be just going, going, going. So yeah, I think those are just some some tips that we can implement when we are thinking about using social media and to not give up and to keep moving forward and just remembering these other brands didn't start off because they were viral in one day you know yeah yeah that's super yeah. encouraging and i think you know just from my own research with fashion business it's interesting because it seems like the ugc content mm -hmm. does better than these polished these polished campaign yeah. shots right because yeah. i think that 
people can relate to those, you know, yeah. they can see themselves in the product when it's like U UGC, user generated content, mm -hmm. or like an influencer is wearing it, or like just mm -hmm. an everyday person, or yeah, you're doing the behind the scenes of like how the product is made and all of that stuff. Yeah. Feel like people feel like they can connect to you so much more instead of like a yeah. campaign where it's just like a model that's like super gorgeous yes. and like it seems super unattainable. Yeah. And so I think it's so encouraging because, like you said, you can use what's in your hand. You don't have to have like all the latest things. You don't have to have the fancy camera. Like all of that stuff that you said is so yeah. true. And I think that's a barrier for entry to some mm -hmm. people because they're mm -hmm. like, well, you know, that limited mindset of like, I don't have enough. It's not good enough. I can't compare to these bigger brands. And it's like, right. no, like you'd be surprised. Like right. just creating content that people actually want to see with what you have is good enough. Yeah, exactly. I think that's very important. And there's some there's so many tools out there that are for free that you can use. So I'll share some with you. Yeah, let's get into that. Yeah, the tools. Give us the tools okay. and the things that we need to be using right now in our business to just be killing it at the marketing and social media, digital marketing, all of that stuff. So tell us your little juicy secrets about what we should yes. be using right now and downloading immediately after we get done listening to and this all podcast. Of, all of these are phone friendly. Ooh, so once okay. you download them, you can use them on your phone. You may or you may not have heard of these, but either way, we'll call them out. So Hootsuite, Hootsuite, if you haven't heard of Hootsuite, it's a scheduling content like platform. So okay. basically it just helps you schedule everything. So I can schedule TikTok, Instagram. You can't do YouTube shorts. That's the only one that you will have to do from YouTube directly. Okay. I haven't found of one. If you do, then drop it in the comments so we all know. <laughs> But yeah, Hootsuite, that's where I use to schedule everything. You can obviously schedule via Instagram the app itself. Right. You can do that as well. But I like to use Hootsuite because I can do multiple scheduling all at once. Once you get into it, you can probably, you know, test it out. It's for free until you have to obviously pay in order to link it to a business account, which is still fairly affordable. The other one... Um, I can I ask you a question yeah. about Hootsuite? So with Hootsuite... So I've used different social media planners before. And one mm -hmm. thing that's kind of tricky about them is that, you know, sometimes we want to do trending audio with the videos mm. for like TikTok and like real mm. so that we can, you know, get discovered easier. Yeah. But with the planners that I've used so far, it doesn't yeah. really let you upload the music. So mm -hmm. does Hootsuite allow you to do that? So no, it won't okay. allow you unless you already have music in your video. Gotcha. Then, then you're you're good to go. But something that Instagram has been doing is that if it catches a popular song that is playing, then it'll it'll link it to the song that oh. it plays on Instagram. So it'll add it to that okay. bunch of like, oh, this is I don't know, guys, Jonas Brothers, like whatever song they play, and then it's like, oh, it hears it, and it's like we've just added it to the Jonas Brothers, like perfect. So that's what it'll do. Not always, sometimes, depending if it catches it. Okay. So it just it just depends on the audio that you're using. So mm -hmm. technically you can like put that audio in whatever system, whatever program you're editing your yeah. video and then sometimes Instagram will catch it and so then mm -hmm. you would gr be grouped in the people using that trending yes. audio. Yes. <gasps> yeah. That's you should, great. You should get a notification if that does happen. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's a hit or miss. It's it's not a like a guaranteed thing. thing. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. But yeah, it's good so to know. And it's good to know so that way you can at least implement that audio and hopefully mm -hmm. it'll catch it and it'll yeah. add it to that group. Because yeah. it's such a chore to like, it is. I don't schedule my videos because I know I'm going to have to like add the audio to it. So I just, yeah. I'll schedule it within reels if I'm doing it like that because yeah. reels, you know, you can schedule it to go out, but it's just such yeah. a hassle because you want to do everything in one space. So. Right, right, right. But that's that good to know. Hassle. Yeah, so, and then you can also, I mean, as far as scheduling goes, but when you're doing manual posts and you did the audio on a different app, but you want to add it to that like viral audio that is happening, mm -hmm. you can go into your sound when you're uploading the reel. You can go into your sound, basically hide the sound from the video mm. and then just add the new song into the reel. So it just it adds a little more work. Yeah, you don't really need to do that unless you've already. But sometimes what I like to do is I like to hit certain videos on like a beat. So I'll, I'll use the, the audio when I'm creating the video, 
but then I want it to be part of the group that goes viral. So then that's why I mute the video once it's already used it and I'll add it exactly at the timing. So the timing matches up and it'll still yeah. be added. But that's only if you're doing it manually, you know, uploading, Ugh. not scheduling. Yeah. So there's little things I'm sure they'll hopefully in the future figure something out where you yeah. can add the audio from yeah. Instagram directly. Yeah. But if I'm wrong, if it's out there already, correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> Someone tell us. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still learning. Yeah. Another another tool that I use is Asana. I'm pretty okay. sure you've heard of Asana before. I've never used Asana, no. so I'm actually very so curious about I how to use this. live Tell me. and dream by Asana. Asana is my content calendar. It's my little really? black book. It is my digital Bible. I use that like I use my phone. So basically, it's where I track everything on the calendar. I wish I okay. had it. I have it on my phone, too. I don't know if, if I I'm show you. I'm excited to you like see it on the screen. Yeah, the podcast listeners might not be able to oh, see it, but obviously. YouTube <laughs> yeah. can see it. So if you have it, you can okay. show us. But Yeah, so Asana, it's so amazing. Even especially when you have, whether you're a small company, I think it's great. Or whether you're a big company of, of, of 50 or more employees, because you can assign certain tasks in Asana to your employees. So if you have a graphic designer, if you have a video content creator, and everybody's on the same project, so you can see everything that's happening. Okay. And you can track, oh, okay, this Monday, we're going to schedule this, Tuesday, this, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and so forth. So it's basically a calendar, a digital live calendar. And whoever's okay. added into that calendar can see everything that's happening. So what if you're a solopreneur? What is like the most beneficial way to use this? Yeah. So you can use it as a calendar also. You don't have to assign it to anybody. I uh -huh. use it to keep my captions. So I'll try to go in and create a content calendar for a week ahead or something like that, or maybe three days ahead, depending mm -hmm. on what I'm working on. And I'll try to put in, we have a content creator that I work with. So she goes in, adds it for like, a week ahead and she'll add all her captions. So even if you're a solo person, you're a solo content creator, go ahead and the preparation is key when you're planning out social media content. So okay. adding in your captions, adding in maybe the graphics that you've already made or that you want to create, adding in your ideas. I think it, it just really helps you stay organized, whether you're an individual or a company. And just basically it's a useful tool to track your day-to-day -day that's happening. So okay. Asana and it's, it's free. You can create an account for free. Okay. Yeah. So my question with Asana is what, using uh, Hootsuite to uh, basically schedule out your post. Mm -hmm. Can't you put the captions and stuff in Hootsuite? Like what's the difference between Asana and using Hootsuite? Yeah. So it's basically the look that's like a major difference, how it looks. So Hootsuite and you can have different looks with Hootsuite also because I know you're like, well, I have these two platforms. Why do I have both of them if I'm yeah. just going to use one to schedule it anyway? So I just personally like to track it because Hootsuite doesn't let you assign to anybody. It's just a scheduling platform. You're scheduling. Yes, you're going to add your caption. You can see it in a calendar. So if you're okay with that alone, then you should be fine with Hootsuite by itself. But for me personally, in the job that I do, we're working with a team. So I, we have a graphic designer, we have a content creator, we have mm -hmm. video editors. So it makes sense to have a sauna so we can assign these tasks and keep track of them. So that's why we use both of them. But if you only see, you know, see a fit that Hootsuite, you're just going to schedule content, you'll see your captions there, then, then that should work for you. And it's always with social media and platforms. It's always a trial and error. Yeah. Just giving a shot, testing it out. Does it work for you? Does it not? And then just researching to see if there's anything else out there that may be a better fit. Yeah. So Asana sounds like it would be better for someone that has a team, but for like a solopreneur, it's probably easier just to use a whole suite mm -hmm. for scheduling and all of that, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. So and what then, else do you have for us? Yeah. So <laughs> I'm I mean, loving all heard, these goodies. You've heard <laughs> of Canva before. Yes. I'm sure Canva's a big one. If you're not a graphic designer, obviously there's programs like Premiere Pro and Photoshop that you can do, but that just entails a little more training. When yeah. I say a little, I mean a lot, yeah. <laughs> a lot more training. So with Canva, you're basically your own graphic designer and it's just such a helpful tool 
Oh my goodness. Canva has saved so many lives. I oh. promise. That's a big one. If you haven't looked into that one, get into Canva today. The other one is CapCut. CapCut. So it's C-A-P-C-U-T. Okay. It's a video editing application. So basically you can drop in your videos, do really cool things and then export it. And then you can post it to Instagram or TikTok. So essentially you're not like a full on video editor, but this is just like the quick and easy way to create some video content that will be really, really cool that you can use for your different platforms. And that one is also free. Of course, with all of these apps, you can upgrade and you will have to pay. But mm -hmm. just depending on the level that you're in and what you want to use, then you can always create a free account. Awesome. And then I think the last one, which we all know of is Pinterest. Pinterest is, is a great account to use just to help you navigate your ideas, try to see what kind of maybe aesthetics you're looking for, what's the mood that you're trying to create. So I feel like that's what we use Pinterest for a lot. And then you have different apps, which depending on your brand, when it comes to editing, we live in a world today that we're not really into the over edits, you know, where it's like, a huge super contrast. We like the natural look. I feel like that's more of the mm. direction that it's going in. So there are apps like, for example, a big one is Tezza, T-E-Z-Z-A, okay. which is an app that will instantly edit your photos depending on what, what look you want. So obviously <laughs> as a beginner, as a beginner, you may not know, you may not have Photoshop. So you may not drop in all your photos into Photoshop and have these presets where you select, you know, your editing. But with Tezza, it has essentially their filters. So you can apply and then that way you use the same filter over and over and over again. So your page is going to have that same aesthetically pleasing look. So it just depends, like I said, what what is the direction you want your brand in? What is the, you know, the look that you want to have? So that's one of my favorites, Tezza. I don't use it as much because now we obviously have a team where they use Photoshop and they edit on there. But if you don't have Lightroom or Photoshop, Tezza is a great, great tool to use so you can edit your photos on there. Amazing. I feel like just so overwhelmed with all the tools and, <laughs> and all I the feel goodies like there was that so you're much giving more up. I didn't mention. I was like, what? Wait, I this stuff. Okay, we're gonna have to bring you on for a part two once you get all the tools together <laughs> so we can get the rest of all these things that you're telling us about. Yeah, yeah. But as a startup, or even if you're already a, a full on company, you know, you can use these tools to to just leverage, leverage the the talent that you have and, and just really use your time more efficiently so you can have these other platforms helping you out. So yeah. So yeah. let's say I am starting today. I'm starting a new business today. I'm opening mm -hmm. up all my social profiles. There's yes. no one following me. How do I get my first few followers? Yeah. So one of the things that you can do is this is after you've already chosen your brand identity, you've looked into your target audience, so now you're at the step where like, okay, guns are loaded or maybe not that description, but you're ready, <laughs> you're ready to go. And so you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. So now we, one of the ways that you can increase your followers is by following others. I know there's, I don't know if it's just on my end, but sometimes we want to be like, oh, well, I don't want to have that many followers. Like 50,000 well, following and I have like 10 yeah, followers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. So I think one of the things you can do though is look is go and start following some accounts that either A, you're inspired by, B, they really fits your your brand of what you're going for, or maybe even some competitors. You know, start look start following those accounts. So once you start following, you you will see some people start following back. But before you even do that, I would I would at least have two or three posts, even if those posts don't do very well. So one thing to keep in mind when you are posting graphics or, or a reel on Instagram, you can hide your likes. So what Instagram will do is will actually move those posts to the top because you're not really hmm. so caught up in like, oh, this is how many likes I have. So Instagram will move that up in the algorithm. Wow. So okay. Hide your likes. So if you notice some post, you can't see the likes. It'll mm -hmm. say J. Crew can only see likes. So that's why a lot of sometimes, depending on obviously, again, what the brand is, you can hide those likes. So that's what we do for the podcast that I'm working with now. We just hide the likes just to give it that little extra like, hey, if you want to push this one up, 
this one will be a good one to push. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's one thing you can do. Start following accounts, making sure you have two to three posts before you do. So people know what is this about? Because you can create a brand new account and you can have some verbiage at the top. But if you don't have a website link on there, if you don't have a link tree, link tree is a great other tool to have, especially if say you are, you are a fashion company. And so you have link tree because you're like, this is our YouTube. This is our podcast. It depends if you have different links. Hey, this is, you want to create a very easy checkout process for your consumers. If you are a company that's going to be selling a service or a product. So when I go on Instagram, I want it to be easy to check out, to see your prices, to see how do I get to your website? That should be relatively at the fingertips of a consumer. So that way it just makes the process a lot more easier. There's no headaches. You know, people, people stay quitting. Like if they don't find something, they'll just move on to the next yeah. thing. So you don't want to lose on those out on those opportunities when you have the control of creating that environment for your platform. Another thing you can do as far as just increasing your followers, it depends. Obviously, you would want to be on TikTok. You want to be on Instagram. I always say Facebook is, is like the unpopular opinion. However, it is still important to have a presence as a company, mm -hmm. just so that there is obviously the demographic is different. But having a presence, even if you're not posting as consistently as consistently or you're linking it to your Instagram. So that way, whatever's posted on Instagram gets posted on your Facebook and you don't have to do double work. So it just depends, obviously, how big or small your team is on what you want to do. Another thing you can do, obviously, you're curating your following. So you want to and, and this might take a little bit more work, but maybe having a newsletter that goes out every week so you can start capturing some emails, you know, so that way when you are maybe starting dropping a new line, hey, this is the email chain that I'm going to send it to because they're already subscribed to my newsletter. So it just takes a, it takes some time to start curating your followers. Yeah, I think one simple thing, too, that people overlook is like, who is your community that you already have around you, yeah. you know, like texting some friends like hey i'm doing this new thing yes. follow the instagram can you share it like mm -hmm. just get, you have to be gritty right so you yeah. take what you have and like send it out and yeah. allow people to you know share it and gain mm -hmm. following from word of mouth marketing as well so i think yeah. even something as simple as that you can get yeah, a couple absolutely. followers from and a lot of times like the people that you associate with they probably love what you're doing and maybe they have friends that also love what you're doing and so it can be you know a trickle effect like that oh, for too sure. for sure that's a big one too so don't lose out on sharing it with friends and family yeah that can go a very long way because you just never know who's connected with who you know so that's a great exactly. great point mm. so those um, are just a couple of ways yeah amazing okay so this is like, I think one of the most polarizing questions, the uh -oh. question that everybody wants to know, how often should we be posting? Mm, that is a very, very, very good question. So if you're starting, if you're barely starting, you know, you're like, I'm creating this social media account. You definitely want to be posting at least five times a week. Like you want to start creating that momentum Oof. and it depends on, <laughs> it depends on obviously Instagram, TikTok and shorts. So let's focus on like Instagram right now. So when you are, when you are an established, maybe business, you've been up and running for two, three, five years, creating a cadence, maybe three times, four times a week when you're posting, obviously on stories, you want to post possibly like maybe four times a week. It just depends on what campaigns you're running, what it is that you're trying to push. So I just wouldn't, I really get the hives when the, when the pages I'm running go like two to three days without posting anything. Mm. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's a, that's a long time for me. So three days is like really pushing it. Four days, it's like wow. I'm really you don't even off. exist anymore. Yeah, you're you're out of you're out of the loop now. So yeah, I would just try to say, building out. Obviously, it depends on where you are on the spectrum. Whether you're starting, whether you're established, but having whether you're deciding to post two to three times a week, maintain that. If you're trying to post four to five times a week, maintain that. So whatever it is that you choose to do, just maintaining that. 
So that way you create that momentum for your page. So because if you're if you're going to be posting every day, seven days a week, and then you're all of a sudden you're off for like four days <laughs> and then you're back, it, it, it can be tough because one of the things is like, oh, sometimes you can get creative block. You're like, well, what do I post? Okay, now? and that's my other question. Like, what do we post when we don't have anything else to post? Or like, how can we batch to like make sure that we're not, you know, falling yeah. off? Like, what is your tip for this? Save us. Yeah. Like I said, even if you decide to do two to three times, that's that's fine. Just know that maybe the audience building is going to maybe take a little bit more time. Okay. But as long as you're man- maintaining, like I said, those two to three days, then I think that's that's a good thing. But obviously you you want to have a presence, you know, and when somebody is is say you're in a room and you leave for two to three days, it's like, <laughs> oh, OK, like but then I'm constantly seeing the same person over and over again. It's like, yeah. oh, OK, like I'm getting acquainted with this brand, you know, because I know Mondays they usually post. I don't really probably see. And some people may not even remember like there's so many brands out there. So obviously one of the things that was already mentioned is recycling your content, whatever you do. Another thing that you can do is really understanding, and this one may take probably some more time, but understanding where where is your like creative juices flowing the most. Mm. So maybe it's taking a walk for 10 minutes. I think sometimes we we lose out on opportunities because we don't we don't like just take a, a minute to just let our brain kind of like diffuse. Ugh, like, okay, yes. let me just take let me just take a 10 minute walk. You know, but we're so constantly, oh my God, the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Yeah. So it's really hard. And I'm very guilty of this, but it's definitely possible to step away, whether it's your computer, whether it's your phone and saying, okay, I'm just going to take these 10 minutes to give my brain a little rest and then come back. So that's another thing you can do is just taking that time, that reset time, and then coming back to what you're doing. Another thing you can do is probably... And something else that you you touched on it already is just having conversations with your friends. It's like, hey, your friends follow you. Your friends Mm. know what they see. So saying, hey, what would you like to see more of? Or what haven't you seen that I haven't done? You know, and you can even use Instagram's polls and ask your audience, hey, guys, what do you want to see from us that you haven't seen yet? You know, or what is interesting to you now? So these are tools that Instagram already has. It's just a matter of throwing up a really cute graphic or something that fits your brand and adding that poll in the middle, you know? So it's just certain things where you're pulling this out of your own audience of the people that already follow you and creating content that they're, they're going to be willing to look for because they're the ones that voted for that. So that's Mm -hmm. another thing you can do as well. As far as creating content, when you get stuck and you don't know what to do again, you can always go back to doing some research seeing, okay, what are other companies doing maybe? And this is what I like to do. So although I am in the nonprofit sector, I do like to look at other organizations that have nothing to do with me. So I can see, oh, maybe something that Nike is doing, maybe we can do it too. Mm -hmm. Just add our twist on it. So Mm. I don't want us to get caught up in, oh, I'm in fashion. So I just have to have this, like, I just have to look at fashion brands. Mm-hmm. Look at other brands, look at other other companies that are really thriving and, and see how they're doing their marketing, see what they're using for their graphics, what are they doing for video, and try to apply that into your world. It may not always work, but it's worth a shot. Yeah. So, so as far, let me ask you, do you have any recommendations of social media accounts that we should be watching or following to get some inspiration? Yeah, so I think a big one, which I may not say this name right, so please don't come after me. <laughs> a Telfar Global. Telfar, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Telfar, they are, I was looking at, at their page and I was like, wow, their marketing is is really great. They have 1.5 million followers, which is, which is awesome. I think essentially on the outside looking in, I thought they were only a bag company, but apparently they do more. Yeah, they started as bags, but they've expanded. Yeah. Okay, so they're a great one to look out for. I was just seeing like, and I don't know if we talked about this already, but really utilizing your collabs. So now Instagram are able to collab with other companies, other influencers, maybe other creators. And that way, the audience that they have will be exposed to what you do. And Mm -hmm. then what you do will be exposed. So it's a win-win for everybody. 
obviously this is a conversation that you have with the person that you're collaborating with. Yeah, make so sure you can know. tag them. <laughs> so, so that they know that they can accept the collaboration because yeah. they show on both of your guys' page. You can collab up to three. I believe it's up to three people, brands or whatever you want to call it. So Telfar, I think, did one with Uggs. Uggs. Wow. Yeah. So that was really interesting. Yeah. So they probably had a product with Uggs that allowed them to to do that. So that's great because like you said, that post is going to show up on all of the accounts that you're mm -hmm. collabing with, right? So yeah. it's like maybe you have a joint post with an influencer mm -hmm. and that influencer, you know, post it to their audience, but they're also yeah. getting directed to your page as well, which is yeah. really nice. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. But, yeah, there's that one. Like I had mentioned, Anthropology, J. Crew. Those are good ones. And then also looking at influencers. So I think a lot of the times we can get caught up in like a company, but mm -hmm. you can also look at what other influencers are doing. So you don't always have to stay within the fashion fashion industry when yeah. it comes to looking at, at other pages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Final words, like final words of encouragement. How would you yes. encourage someone trying to do all the things like you're trying to run your business, trying to run marketing, trying to do all these things, yes. trying to really up level your business? What are some words of encouragement or some final thoughts that you would give them as they are building out their business? Absolutely. Is it OK if I share eight points? Yes. Oh, my God. OK. She's just giving us everything. <laughs> so <laughs> this is not even a paid like seminar. <laughs> I feel like I paid for this workshop. No, stop. <laughs> so some of these may sound repetitive because we did already mention them, but I still want to go through them. So the very first thing is always remember your why, why you do what you do. What's mm. the passion behind it? So keeping that very close to your heart, that's important. The other one, which I believe we already mentioned as well, is don't get stuck in comparison in the comparison trap, it's so easy to be like, wait, this girl started before me or this person's already here. Don't get stuck in that. Like you said, Jasmine, it's important to look at other brands and other companies, but just constantly remembering your journey is your journey. So that's another point. Another one is, like I said, stay true to your identity, to your brand, know who you are and be confident. Walk in that. Like this is the calling that you have. This is the brand that that really fuels the fire in your soul. So keep going with that and people will see that authenticity. The fourth point is take risk. With social media, post it, archive it, delete it, repost it, <laughs> like repost it at a different time. Maybe you truly believe this video is meant to go viral. Okay, archive it and post it at a different time. There's no social media police. Of course, obviously nothing vulgar in that yeah. sense, but as far as you trying out new things, take the risk, go for it, try it out. I think the 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 people that stop us the most is ourselves because we constantly think, well, what are other people going to think? Hmm. Well, they're not really paying your bills. So you go for it, <laughs> try it, you give it a shot. Yes. Uh, the, the fifth point I would say is never stop learning. I think hmm. one of the big things, whether you're an entrepreneur, you're in the fashion industry, is that somebody that is a sponge and somebody that wants to continue to learn will always grow. I think that's very important to establish within your environment, to establish within yourself that you're a person that is going to be open to that feedback, even though sometimes it may be hard to receive mm -hmm. because I'm speaking from experience. And, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh man, did I just fail? But that's a great point. The other one, the sixth point is to learn to rest and recharge. You want to... You really do nobody any good if you're not good. If you're not going to show up with, you know, with energy and you may not always show up with a smile on your face, but you got to make sure that you're giving yourself that time to really rest and recharge, whether it's you take half a day, whether you take a weekend, whether you take a week vacation, whatever it is, learn what rest means to you and apply that in your life, because I think that's going to be very important for longevity reasons. The other one is seven, learn to have fun. What you're doing, what you decide to do, especially if you're building your own company, just remembering you may not have fun every single moment, but there should be fun moments within your journey. And there should be times where you are really enjoying what you're doing because whether you're doing something that you're passionate about, you're, there's still gonna be challenges because that's just part of life. But just remembering, oh, wow, I really am passionate about this. I enjoy this and I actually have fun doing this. So and the last point and then like 
this one for me is one of the most important points for me. And I really have seen this to be true is don't make it all about you. (laughs) I feel like a selfless, like a selfish person may go faster, but a selfless person will last longer. Mm. So think about that in, in the company sense, like obviously you're a company, you need to make profit, you need to make money, but don't make it all about you. It's not about Nancy's company. This is what Nancy wants to do. It's like, well, think about the bigger picture. What is the impact that your company is making? Mm. What is the impact that you're making? So again, a selfish person may go faster because they're making it all about them. So they're going to trample, they're going to do what they have to do to get ahead. But a selfless person or a selfless company will last longer. And yeah. and we've seen that, you know, we've seen that happen. So those are some of the points that I would say. So just stay encouraged. Don't give up. Keep moving forward. And it's never too late to start anything. Never too late to end and restart again. So we only have this one life. So we just got to make the best of it. Nancy, you are amazing. You are brilliant. <laughs> This was so, so, so good. I was thinking in my head, like, you should, like, create a channel called The Marketing Therapist because you are so inspirational (laughs) and so encouraging. Like, you make me want to be a marketer. You make it feel so, like, inspiring to do. You're making me sweat. I'm like, (laughs) no, but honestly, all of these tips, it's like things that we that can be used not only in the marketing portion of our business, but our lives. And yeah. so I I love this so much. You have to promise me you're going to come back on again because I Absolutely. feel like you have so much goodness inside of you. So I'm like, we just want to extract all of that out of you. <laughs> and I need all the tools that you forgot to give us this time around. Yeah, yeah I will things. come back. Thanks so much for having me. I, I can't wait to hopefully come back soon. Yes. And if you guys are interested in using Nancy for all of your marketing things, she's actually a freelancer. And so she is available if you want to contract her in your business to handle all these things. Like you've heard everything you said she said today, but you're still like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Nancy's a pro. She has worked in product based business to nonprofits and knows all the things as you heard today. So I'm going to include all of her information in the description of the podcast episode so that you can connect with her. And Nancy, thank you so much once again for being here. You are just a wealth of knowledge. And I'm sure that all these practical tips that you've given today can be implemented right now in businesses. So I am so thankful and so grateful for you for hopping on the episode today. Of course. It was so much fun. Thank you. I will see you again soon, my friend. Thanks for tuning in to Make Good Fashion. I hope you found this episode helpful and inspiring as you build your fashion business. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave a review. Remember that building an impactful fashion business takes time and effort, but it's so worth it. So keep pushing forward and don't forget to make good fashion.